Hola! You have found it. It is the Loftus Party. This is a very special episode. A Cinco de Mayo fiesta of fun. You guys, here's what I thought. The Loftus Party is an extension of the Flipside Show. You guys need to know more about the Flipside Show. So here we go. I've got a bunch of live performances. This is audio taken directly from the show. We're going to be talking about everything. We've got uh, gun control material. We've got welfare jokes. We've got debate material. It's a lot of fun. It's some of the monologues. It's skits. And if you're lucky, there will be a Michaeltopia at the end. I will be back to check on you guys in a little bit. But for right now, enjoy. I'm having an, an awesome day. My buddy, uh, not so good. He got into a huge fight uh, on the Facebook. And uh, you try to tell these people don't do it because here's the deal. No one is going to change anybody's mind on social media. You can't change people's mind with Facebook or Twitter or Tumblr or Instagram. The only place you might be able to change somebody's mind is Tinder, okay? But I don't think you're there for a political argument. Swipe right, swipe right. Now, I've been seeing a lot of political arguments on Facebook uh, lately. This is the time. Now, here's something you're never going to see on Facebook. You're never going to see somebody type in, gee, your artfully crafted post has really made me rethink my position on that topic. <laughs> Thanks for helping me see the light. I have to go now. I'm going to turn in all my guns. <laughs> and you're right. I should use spell check. Ta-ta. <laughs> It seems to me that's like all Facebook is anymore. It's these, these, uh, these endless comments by social justice warriors, right? These social justice warriors trying to prove that they're more concerned about humanity and things than other citizens, okay? If you find yourself in the middle of an argument with a social justice warrior, stop. Stop right now and go outside. I swear, there's a wonderful world out there. Enjoy it. There's flowers and trees and birds and stuff. It's pretty awesome, okay? The social justice warrior thing amazes me. People just sitting in front of their computers all day, bashing America for 17, 18, 22 hours in a row. You know what I say? Go ahead. Bash away, right? We got the First Amendment. You can say whatever you want. I just don't argue with them, all right? They have the right to believe what they want, and I have the right to believe what I want. I think it was Thomas Jefferson's best friend and co-founding father, Johnny Cash, who once said, <laughs> yeah, he was there. He said, I appreciate your right to burn your flag if you want to, but I really appreciate my right to bear arms and shoot you if you try to burn mine. Yeah. That was Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash would shoot a dude, too. He would. He shot a man in Reno one time. Know why? Just to watch him die. <laughs> we all knew that, didn't we? All right. Now, all of the cool stuff, in my opinion, this is why I don't fight the social justice warriors. In my opinion, all the cool things America has to offer totally outweighs any stupid little meme some dimwit's going to post on Facebook, right? For instance, that little laptop you're posting on, yeah, the little laptop you're using to bash our way of life, you can thank good old-fashioned American capitalism for that, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are we perfect? No. Are we awesome? Yeah. America. America. We got tired of walking, invented the car. 
You're welcome. Got tired of driving. Planes. Got tired of flying. Rockets to the moon. That's right. Look up at the moon sometime. Whenever you're bummed out, look at the moon. The American flag is up there. That's right. A flag and a car. We took a car to the moon and left a car there. We're a little white trashy. <laughs> leaving a car in the front yard of the moon. But what can I say? When we go hillbilly, we go intergalactic hillbilly. All right? We are... We're still number one. America, we're still number one. We lead the world in education. Sure, you have to hold the list upside down and squint, but it's still kind of a win. You know what America still is number one at? And this is, this is for real. Rewarding people who try, okay? There's no big reward in sitting around and complaining. The big reward comes to people who go out there and do stuff. All the social justice warriors are really doing is saying, look at me, I'm more concerned than you are. Look at me. They just want attention for tearing us down and dividing us, right? And we still have more in common than we have that, 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 that pulls us apart. We are survivors. That's America. We have survived much tougher times than this. We survived the Civil War, the Great Depression, Vietnam, 80s hair bands. Come on. <laughs> She's my cherry pie. If we survived Warrant, we can survive social justice warriors. You can't kill us. We are the Keith Richards of countries, right? Complete with questionable fashion choices. And everybody thinks we party way too hard, but we still put on great shows. We're the U.S. of A. Today, I thought we would open the show with a fun-filled talk about gun control. Because nothing says hilarious late-night comedy like gun control. Am I right? Yeah. Somebody wake up, Nana. All right. <laughs> Normally, uh, this is the part of the show where I enlighten you, and I'm like, hey, I've got the answer. I've got the solution. I figured out gun control. But tonight is extra special, because guess what? I don't know. Ha, ha, ha. Do Americans have the right to bear arms? Yes. Yes, they do. Do I want my neighbor taking out helicopters with a rocket launcher? No. No, I don't. And what's the solution to our little gun control problem? I don't know. All I know is this. I get a gun. Yeah. All I'm hearing now, all I'm hearing now is people saying, yeah, we need tougher background checks, Mike. We need tougher background checks. Yeah, because criminals, uh, they regularly submit to background checks. Here's something you'll never hear. Hey, Bob, we're going to rob that bank today or what? Uh, heck yeah, Jimmy. Did you pass the background check? <laughs> Dang it all to heck. All right, I guess we'll go get real jobs. Dang gun control background checks. Messing with my lifestyle again. <laughs> I snorted. Now, have you, the, here's the other new one they're, t they're talking about. They're talking about having like little thumbprint scanners and GPS tracking and, and high-tech locks and passcodes on your gun like you'd have on your laptop or your cell phone. Uh, I, don't, I don't want that in my life. That's too much pressure. It's the middle of the night. It's all dark, and you hear something. You're like, honey, I think somebody's trying to break into the house. Go hide with the kids. Call 911. I'm going to re-enter the car. Did you plug in the gun? 
He's in the house, honey. Hold on. I got a gun, and I just got to figure out the passcode. She wrote it down in just one second. Ow, ow. He's stabbing me now. Okay. I'm going to... Oh, that was a... That was a kidney. That was a good shot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna hold Control Alt Delete. And uh, can you hurry, honey? It's a lot of blood. I'm losing a lot of blood. No, take the jewelry. The good stuff's in the small drawer. Uh, no, I'm at something here called Task Manager. Can you figure that? Out? <laughs> All I know is this. I know this. When you need a gun, you want a gun right then and right now, okay? Here's a pesky fact. Gun deaths are at a 20-year low. Gun ownership is at an all-time high. And the areas with the most gun violence have the strictest gun control laws. Hmm. I think one could surmise that the only way to make things more safe is to have more guns. <laughs> Right? The people who founded this country thought it was important for us to be armed, right? They thought it was so important, they made it the second thing they wrote down on that big old list of rights, right? Number one, freedom of speech. You can criticize the government. And freedom of the press, you can criticize the government. And if the government gets mad, well, too bad. Everybody's got guns, okay? It's the ultimate safety net and that great big balance of power. The founding fathers were genius. If Congress goes crazy, the president can stop them. If the president goes crazy, the courts can stop them. There's three equal separate branches of government. And if they all three go crazy, we can stop them because we've all got guns. Think about it. Having the right to own a gun actually protects the rest of your rights from being taken away. If they take away your Second Amendment, there's not a heck of a lot you can do about all the other amendments, is there? You're just going to sit there all frowny face with no more rights being like, dang, I should have stopped him with my gun when I had a gun. In fact, I think the government should actually pay for my gun. Seriously, why not? Seriously, they're giving away, like, like health care and free cell phones. Where in the Constitution does it say you get health care and a free cell phone? Nowhere. I read it. It's not there. I do remember seeing the second thing they wrote down is that everybody has the right to bear arms. Therefore, I must ask, where is my free government gun? Do I call the Obamacare hotline? Did they fix that yet? <laughs> And last but not least, this is, I'm really, I'm ranting now. Can we please stop with the gun-free zones, okay? A gun-free zone is just a sign. It's metal with some paints on it. It's not a magic force field that's going to dissolve a gun like on Star Trek. However, speaking of Star Trek, I will give up my gun when they invent the Star Trek phaser, right? When everybody has a Star Trek phaser and they're all set to stun, that's going to be great. You don't have to shoot at people anymore. You can just stun them. And then you tie them up and you draw crude things on their head. It'll be great. The whole world will be like a giant frat prank. Okay, but until that happens, I'm getting a gun. Sad news today, honestly. Uh, um, uh, Jimmy Carter says he's got cancer. He's 90 years old. And, and honestly, everyone here at the, at the flip side, the whole stuff... 
Uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to you, Jimmy. Fight, fight, fight. You can do it. Uh, I need you around, my brother. I need you for more punchlines. Uh, yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, oh, okay. Jimmy, Car- he's wonderful. Habitat for Humanity, wonderful. But as a president, meh. It's proof that you can't, like, mess around with the Iranians. I don't know why Obama is, like, actually negotiating anything with the Iranians. These are the people who took a bunch of, like, American people hostage for, like, what, five kajillion days in the 70s? It was nuts. I'd run home from school. I'd want to watch Batman. But on every channel, hostage, day 9,452. I'm four. I'm like, would somebody get him out of there? What's Jimmy Carter doing? And you know what got the hostages home? I'll tell you what, Ronald Reagan did, right? Yeah, that's what we need today. We need a Ronald Reagan. You know what Ronald Reagan had? He had that shaky head and those wild eyes. Yeah, he was a little crazy, and I love that about him. You didn't know what he was going to do next. And when he said something, he meant it. Reagan was like, I can't remember if we bombed you yet or not, but screw it. Pow, there you go. <laughs> Other countries like, we did nothing. We did nothing. Why did you bomb us? Well, you thought about it, and ba-boom, that's what you get. And we were safe. Reagan invaded Granada. I don't, to this day, I don't even know what those people did, but they haven't done it again. <laughs> That was it. Reagan was great. Reagan, remember, uh, remember Muammar Gaddafi? Back in the day, there was this terrorist, Muammar Gaddafi, and everybody was afraid of Muammar. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And Reagan was like, I got an idea. How about we bomb where he sleeps? And he's like, you can't just do that, Mr. President. You have to take a vote. No, I don't think I do. Pow! Launch! How about them apples, buddy? You need a little crazy in your president. I liked George Bush, George W. A lot of people made fun of him. I like that guy, that crazy Texas cowboy. That was awesome. Other countries are like, whoa, stay away. They're mad. That's good. I like it. You know, after, after 9-11, when Bush came out, and he's like, we're going to find the evildoers. We're going to smoke them out of their hole, get a posse, get some gun. Pow, pow, pow. Ding-a-ding, ding-ding-ding, ding-a-ding-a-ding. I'm just watching Fox News. Yeah! It was great. You don't negotiate with, like, Iran. It just, they, they have a death to America day. They have a parade where they, and, like, we're negotiating in good faith. They have four of our hostages. You don't do that. Bill Clinton wouldn't do that. Clinton, at least, say what you will. Everybody forgets this about Bill Clinton. At the end of his uh, admin, administration, he had three different wars going on. Bill was bombing the heck out of people, yeah, because Monica Lewinsky wasn't around anymore and Bill was a little tense. That's a joke for the grown-ups. Yeah. It was great. I liked the first George Bush, right? He was awesome. The Persian Gulf War, that was a great war. That war lasted like a long weekend in July. My favorite part about the first George Bush is that he wouldn't call Saddam Hussein Saddam. He called him Saddam because he knew it made him mad, right? Now, every time Bush would give a speech, he'd go, Saddam, 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 Saddam. And the guy was just over in his bunker in Iraq, just, oh, it's Saddam. It's not that hard to pronounce. What's wrong with this guy? Saddam, 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 big old fatty Saddam. It was great. When your president fights like a third grader, you are in good shape. Hey, this is a very, very uh, exciting time for the show. We are about to do our very first annual Loftus Party Summer Barbecue. 
and to announce the uh, incredible list of people we're inviting is one of the show's writer and producers, Jason Anarino. Jason, you've yeah. got the list. These are the attendees for the first annual Loftus Party Summer Bash. Who are we going to invite? M Michael, I don't know about some of the people on Just this list. Just read them. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Uh, all right. Uh, Donald Trump. Yes. I want, uh, listen, here's why you invite Donald Trump. The dude has money, and he's got class, and he's going to build a big wall, keep all the ne'er-do-wells out. He's a good invite for the party. Okay. He will bring booze. All right, you sold me. Uh, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. You want Bill. He's going to bring the ladies. Bill's going to show up like, I hope it's cool, but I brought Tammy, and I brought Taniqua, and I brought a bunch of other girls. They are hot. I'll be like, come on in, Bill. I like your thinking. What about Hillary? No, I? Hillary. Okay. No. No. Uh, Sarah Palin? Sarah Palin. Absolutely. She's a maverick. She's going to walk in with a couple of six-packs and some boots. She's like, where do I put these? And I'm like, wherever you want, Sarah. No Todd. No Todd. Okay, so no plus one for Sarah. No Got plus it. one for her. Uh, I don't understand this one. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. He's a little weird, but I kind of like him in like in a weirdo uncle, you know, kind of a way. He'll be okay, but we'll keep an eye on him. He might get weird around the snacks. You're like, this nacho division is totally unfair. I'm going to be in charge of the nachos. You get one chip with guacamole. No guacamole for you. You pay extra. Give me all the chips. i got to keep these. It's, you know what? Forget it. No Bernie okay. Sanders. Okay. All right, I don't know if this was a mistake when you emailed me this, but uh, Barack Obama? Uh, yeah. Hey, he's, listen, if the cops show up, I want that dude in the front yard talking to him. Because <laughs> there's something about when you're talking to him, you tend to believe him, and then a couple days later, you're like, what happened? How did this happen? Yeah, yeah. So keep us out of jail. It's like that Jedi mind trick. Absolutely. This isn't the party you're looking for. <laughs> uh... Richard Nixon? I want Richard Nixon there. I want that sweaty dude in the corner just looking around like a squirrel. People would be like, what's up with that guy? I'm like, I don't know. Let's go over here. Bill Clinton's got a bunch of booze. Michael, he's dead. He's invited. He's my friend. I'll send him an, I'll send him an invite. Okay. Uh, George W. Bush. George W. Bush, absolutely. You want that guy at the party. He's going to organize everything. There's going to be fireworks on the roof. Yeah. He's going to be like, this is an awesome time. Everybody, somebody pass me a cold one. It's going to be awesome. There's going to be fireworks on the roof. Pow, pow, pickety, pow. Shuck and all. Shuck and all. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yahoo! What about Jeb? Jeb? No Jeb. Okay. <laughs> Jeb, Jeb will show up and he'll try to act like he's having a good time. But you're like, dude, you're not into it. He'll think, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he deserves to come to the party because his brother's there. <laughs> Another dead guy, Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. I want Thomas him there. Jefferson. He's a visionary and he's got guts. He's like Louisiana Purchase, Lewis and Clark. Let's do it. Let's go. When you have a semi-bad idea, I'm going to turn around and T.J. Jefferson's going to be like, let's do it. <laughs> and then Bush is going to light fireworks and it's going to be awesome. All right. JFK. JFK, he gets to show up. Once again, he's going to bring a lot of ladies. He's like, oh, I predict this thing's going to get big. Where's Marilyn? What about Teddy? No Teddy. He's, okay. just, 
He's just going to get drunk and cry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, George Washington. George Washington? No. He's a bummer. Really? He's too serious. That's just it. Look at, his, look at the quarter. He's not smiling. Uh -huh. he's, a, he's the first president of the United States. I know. You know how he got there? By being serious and thinking all the time. Washington did not partake. All right, he's not in. Uh, I don't know who these guys are. Albert Finney and Peter O'Toole. Yeah, I just want them there. They're going to party. It's going to be a good time. All right. We're going to need an ambulance after those guys. All right, you got one more guy. Mm -hmm. uh, ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. Why? Dude is the life of the party. Listen, by midnight, we're all going to be naked, walking around, taking moon baths. He invented that stuff. There's going to be hot French chicks. They're going to be wearing beaver hats going, yeah. how did I get here? I love this party. And then by the end of the evening, we're going to all be on the roof flying kites, hoping to get struck by lightning. It, it will get weird. I got to tell you, I'm really excited. I can't, I, like, I can't wait to go to this party. No. <clears throat> You're not. <laughs> but thanks for helping. You're a good guy. Next year. I was surfing the interwebs, and let's, you know what, let's give it up one time for the interwebs. Thank you, Al Gore. That was a great invention. Guess what I found out? Uh, this is a, an interesting fact. There are now more people on government assistance than there are in the workforce. Yeah, there are more people being supported by tax dollars than there are taxpayers. I know, it's startling. And you're like, where'd you find this out? Well, I'll tell you. The censusbureau.gov. Yeah, you know you're in for a good time when the website ends in .gov. Whenever it's like .org or .gov, that's going to be .boring. Uh, there's no pictures of cats or uh, <laughs> Jennifer Aniston on some other person's body. Nothing fun like those other websites. This was the Census Bureau. This is the U.S. government right here. And according to them, 109 million people on uh, welfare and 105 million people actually working. And out of that 105 people working, 15 million of those jobs are actually government jobs. So in reality, you have 90 million people paying for everything. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how long we can go on like this. Now, I, you can almost hear them right now. There's politicians, and there's people on stages, and there's, there's idiots saying, uh, you know what? People need to start paying their fair share. That was like an Al Gore. Let's make that, let's make that Bernie Sanders. People need to pay their fair share. Here's the deal with fair share. Uh, this, is, this is a fact. For every dollar I make as a stand-up uh, comic, I have to give 60 cents to the government. I live off of 40 cents out of every dollar. If this gets any more fair, I'm going to need government assistance. So now I'm sitting in front of my computer and I'm freaking out a little bit, you know? I'm looking into government assistance, you know? What is this wonderful, carefree existence called welfare? Well, after doing some research, I found this out. Welfare is hard work. 
You have to fill out a million forms. You got to pick up checks. You got to hop this bus to get to that office. You got to figure out what the heck WIC is. You got to recharge your food stamp cards. You got to go this. You can't collect on that because you got to collect on this. And if you do that, you better have kids and you can't collect both. If this runs out on that date, you got to do this on this date. You're not going to qualify for that on that date. And it is just a giant hassle. And what is the grand prize when you jump through all these government hoops, when you get through this giant bureaucratic circus? Here's what you get. $650 a month. <laughs> it's crazy, right? The government solution is $650 a month. You know what else pays about $650 a month? A part-time job. Right? So imagine what a full-time job would be. It would be like a dream. There'd be cars and vacation and second homes and 401ks. It would be crazy, and it would be easier than the welfare system. That's what I'm here tonight to say. I don't think government's the answer. You could take every nickel from every billionaire in the country, every nickel, and it still isn't going to add up to anything or fix the problem. Instead of 650 bucks a month, now you'll get... $670 a month. You're still going to be poor and bummed out. And I'm not talking about regular bummed out. I'm talking about a special kind of bummed out where you're forced to watch Tyler Perry soap operas all day. Yeah, you don't even get the funny, like, I'm the old funny grandma movies. Yeah, you have to watch the dramas that he writes. It's bad. The government can't fix the problem. The only time the government is the answer is when the question is, how do we waste this giant pile of money? That they do really well. Here's the real solution, uh, in my opinion. Jobs, small businesses. Here's a, a fun-to-know fact. A long time ago, there was an orphan in Columbus, Ohio, who wanted to make hamburgers. He worked really hard. Boom! Wendy's. Yeah, that's right. And there was another guy back in Ohio. He wanted to sell women's dresses. And that was a little weird. But he worked really hard. <laughs> And he turned that into the limited and Victoria's Secret, a giant industry, boom, boom, biggity, boom. And there was another kid in Southern California. He wanted to make computers in his garage. And you know where he is today? I don't know either. But his neighbor was Steve Jobs. And that guy did pretty well. So that's my point. If the government really wants to help, they can by getting out of the way and letting small businesses go. And right now, there's a government employee going, we should get a bunch of people together and do facts and surveys. And no, no, you don't have to do anything. But shouldn't we raise a tax to help them? No, no, no. Don't do anything. Support small businesses. Get out of the way. It's that easy, right? Tonight, uh, I want to talk about the presidential election. We are uh, very lucky. We get to vote. We live in a country where our votes count, and that's fantastic. And I love, love, love that America picks the president on a Tuesday. That's really, that's so American. We don't do it on a Monday because we're all too hungover from the weekend, so we blow it off till Tuesday. That's incredible. Right? That's, that's a great Tuesday for us. Every other country, they just get like a regular Tuesday. You know, hey, what'd you do uh, Tuesday, rest of the world? Oh, you worked? Is that what you did? That's cute. Guess what we did? We picked the leader of planet Earth. Boom! <laughs> Sit down, Thailand, and shut up, Cuba. We get it done on Tuesday. You should see what we do on Sunday. It's nuts. But how does this happen? How do we pick 
the most powerful person in the free world? Do we study their resumes, go through their accomplishments, education, grades in school, their decision-making history? No! We line them up on TV according to a popularity contest straight out of high school, and we vote for the one who came up with the best one-liner and put-down in a big reality show we call The Presidential Debates. Yes, it's wonderful. Who cares if they know how to keep us safe or make society better? It's not about who has the best ideas. It's about who can make the other one look like a fool or which one had the best joke. It's not about the debate. It's about which guy hired the best writers to come up with a zinger, right? And I'm guilty, too. I love the zinger. I'm a big fan of the zinger. You know what I love more than the zinger? When a zinger falls flat, right? Right? When Jeb Bush was up there looking at Marco Rubio and he's like, what is a Senate? Like, like the French work week? Like a, like a French work week? It just, it just laid there. And then Rubio had a zinger for that. He was ready to go. Rubio had a zinger ready for Bush's zinger fail. That is amazing right there. Now, a long time ago, and I mean a long time ago, I'm talking about before TV, people <laughs> used to actually read what was said in the debates in the newspaper, and that's how they would decide who to vote for. That's how Abraham Lincoln won. I, I don't know if you knew this, but historians know. They say Lincoln had a high-pitched, nasally voice. He would never win a debate on TV nowadays. He'd be like, I think we need to fix this country. A union divided cannot stand. Ah! <laughs> and people would be like, I can't vote for Pee Wee Herman. He'd be like, ah, four score and seven years ago. La, 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 la. <laughs> Nowadays, it's all about how smooth and polished they are. It's like they're actors auditioning. But this is America. It's not a movie or a Broadway musical. This is a country. We're giving out the keys to the White House, not awarding a nighttime Emmy. Uh, for best performance in a nighttime debate, the Emmy goes to Bernie Sanders for No One Cares About Your Emails. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to win. I would have prepared. Uh, I want to thank Robert Hartman from Levity. I'd like to thank... Uh, I, I want to thank my beautiful wife. Here's what I think we should do. Here's what I think we should do. Here's how we should decide the next president. Video games. Now, hear me out. I'm not crazy. I don't want to make Hillary Clinton play Mortal Kombat, although that would be fun, right? She's already wearing the kung fu pantsuit. She'd go at it, you know, like Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, finish him! Here's what we do. We make all the candidates play a big game of Sim City. Everybody gets the same amount of money, and whoever has the best city at the end of the tournament wins. Right? You could be Hillary. How's your Sim City coming? She's like, I ran out of money on the second day. People are rounded up. I put them into fun camps. A couple embassies went down, but the guards and I are happy. <laughs> I'm gonna be a great queen. I mean, president. <laughs> like, hey, Bernie Sanders, how's your city doing? Uh, I don't understand it. Uh, my city's full of people waiting in line for toilet paper. Everybody's broke, but uh, the college is free. Uh, and somehow all the rich people left my city and headed to another computer. I don't know how they did it. <laughs> Donald, Donald Trump, how's your city? Michael, my city's beautiful. There's a huge, 
There's a huge wall around it. It's not a city. It's a multi-billion dollar casino. There's a big T on the side. And look at the pools on the rooftop, Michael. They're huge. Marco Rubio, how's your city doing? Michael, I colonized the moon and seven other planets. Mars is now turning a profit. Jupiter's run by Coca-Cola. Did I mention I was the son of immigrants? All right, we have a winner. If you can't manage a simulation of a city, you shouldn't be getting to manage a real country. I don't want debates, I want video games. That's the key to fixing America. I'm Michael Loftus, and I approve of this message. Hey, you can live uh, in the real world. It's kind of crazy. Things don't make sense. Or you could live with me in my brain where everything's wonderful all the time. It's a place I like to call Michaeltopia. Join me, won't you? Michaeltopia. In Michaeltopia, there are no VA hospitals. There are regular hospitals, and veterans get to go to the front of the line. Okay? Thank you. You got some lady sitting in the ER, and she's like, I stubbed my toe, and it's, I think it's worse than a bruise. Sit down, Gladys. G.I. <laughs> Joe needs a CAT scan, and he gets to go in front of you. Yeah. We're spending huge money in America on programs that help people who got into our country illegally. Now, I think people who fought for our freedom and our country and risked their lives should get their help first. Okay? Yeah. Woo! My other solution is we have all the homeless vets and veterans who need help. We take them to Mexico, and they sneak in across the border, and they say they're from El Salvador. <laughs> Maybe then they'll get the help they deserve. Boom! Free health care and welfare for them. In Michaeltopia, fat people don't have to pretend they aren't hungry at a restaurant. Have you... <laughs> Have you ever seen that? Like some huge guy just nibbling on a salad and he's looking around like, I don't know how this happened. All I do is nibble on salad all day. No, you don't. Eat, man. Eat. Be happy. You're not fooling anyone with your little pretend nibbling. In your heart of hearts, you're eating three hot fudge sundaes. You're wrapping up the tablecloth, eating a giant rack of ribs. So go for it, dude. Life is short especially yours. Enjoy yourself. Ah. In Michaeltopia, we will stop looking for space aliens. Because guess what? I don't think we want to find any, all right? Traditionally, the locals don't do so good when the technologically advanced invaders show up, okay? If the galaxy was a great, big, giant house, humans are like a little, tiny colony of ants that are hiding in the corner of the basement. And I don't think we should be screaming to tell the owners that we're down there making a little civilization. Because they're going to bring a can of raid down and go, I thought we sprayed for these things, bleep lorp. No, that was the dinosaurs we killed. We, ha we have to wipe these all out. So in Michaeltopia, we hide from the aliens. And we live. Yes. In Michaeltopia, 
People don't pull out little magic markers to see if my money's counterfeit, okay? I don't know if this has happened to you. I go to a yogurt store, I hand the girl a 20, and she's like, okay. Then she does the marker and she looks at it. <laughs> I, guess you're, I guess you're not a criminal. I, yeah, she just called me a liar in front of my children. So in Michaeltopia, you know what we do? After that little girl hands me back the change, I go, hey, can I borrow the marker? Because I don't trust you, honey. Hmm? Let's see if your five's any good. I guess it's all right. In Michaeltopia, we will organize and invade California. Seriously, like-minded individuals, let's just take it over. We'll flood this entire state with conservative Republicans. Yeah. People always say, well, if you're a Republican, maybe you should move to Texas. And I'm like, no, I want California. California's got it all. We've got mountains, there's beaches, there's wildlife, Disney theme parks, palm trees. California's where it's at, man. Let's take it over. Come on out, move, start to vote. We'll build a giant wall, not with Mexico, but with the rest of America. It's Michaeltopia in California, baby. See? That was fun. That's how it works. Do me a favor. Go to theloftestparty.com. There is more fun there. There are clips of the show. There's more podcasts. Uh, and please, subscribe to the YouTube channel. It is The Loftest Party. Follow us on Twitter at Flipside Loftus. You know what? I think you guys are awesome. And I'm not just sucking up. I'm saying it because, well, I'm sucking up. God bless you. I'll see you next time. <laughs>